So last week when we were going to record on Friday mm -hmm. and we had to postpone, that day I posted in my story, Mike and I are getting together for a podcast. What would you like to know? So I got a handful of questions. Yep, um, yep. I think you did the same thing in your story. Did you get some questions? Yeah, all right. I got a few. Should we dig in? Yeah, let's go through them. We'll just answer all of them. Uh, some some of them are a little bit silly, but you know that's just sort of how it goes. First one, not what you asked, but would love some attachment ideas for the wooden rack. Oh, so, I got one, um, I got one. The uh, change plate holder, that? boom. Nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice. And any one of the, like, the DIY pulley systems where it's just oh, hanging yeah. from, like, a carabiner or uh, the toe straps or something, like, those those work pretty much anywhere. Mm -hmm. So those would be some easy ones to start with. On my DIY power rack, on the, um, like, the little foot off the front, I mounted a landmine, a DIY landmine. Yeah. So that's another one. And that'll add a lot of variations to what you're able to do. So yeah. those would be, I mean, that's, I think that's a good list. All right. Who has your ideal physique? Ooh. Do you, do you know one off the top? I'm at a point in my life where I'm not really striving for that perfect physique. Okay. It's more of like being able to do the best I can with the time that I have to devote to it. Men in their 40s have to deal with like declining testosterone levels. Sure. And, you know, so like I'm past the point of saying like, oh, dude, I'm totally going to look like Arnold one day. Like not a chance. I'm happy if I can just keep moving and I can keep walking and I can keep like picking up my kids and, and you know, I can stay active. Like yeah. that's my ideal physique, like a physique that's not atrophying every year, but a, a, a physique that's like, you know, staying healthy and staying steady and, yeah. you know, trying not to get overweight and trying to be healthy, but like no, no lofty goals of like, you know, I'm going to be humongous when I'm 50 now, dude. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So I'm with you on that. Like I, I've never been chasing, you know, like a, like a stage ready physique. You know, I have tons, mm -hmm. I have tons of admiration, you know, for what they're doing and the work that they put in to achieve those physiques. But I grew up in the eighties, you know, I watching Schwarzenegger and, 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 um, Sylvester Stallone and those guys. And, and even those seem, you know, very unattainable, but I think, I am still trying to look as good naked as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> so for me, I hadn't really thought about this, but when I think about, it, I think like Henry Cavill in, in Man of Steel, I think that mm -hmm. he has like a really achievable physique, but I've got better legs than Henry, Henry Cavill as it is right now. So I think that if, <laughs> if I had his top half with the legs that I have right now, I think that that would be, that would be, that would be ideal for me. You'll get there, Mike. I believe in you, man. All right. So that. Yep. The pros of the popularity of home gyms is known, but what are the potential cons? So this question's confusing. It says the pros of the popularity, not the pros of home gyms. That's probably what he meant, though. Right, yeah. yeah. The pros of home gyms are known. What are the cons? So, we'll just answer that anyway. Yeah, I've got some thoughts. What are the cons of home gyms? There are no yeah. cons, bro. I mean, aside from, like, the endless upgrade cycle that, of, like... Yeah, that. But... I mean, in fairness, as humans, we just we're going to find something to get fixated on to want to yeah. like get, you know, do better stuff. So if you look at it like I'm going to be fixated on something, I might as well be fixated on something that keeps me healthy yeah. rather than like, 
I want to get a nicer car with nicer rims and whatever else happens with nice cars, a good stereo or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. like at least I justify it by saying at least it's something that keeps me motivated and excited to be yeah. in the gym every day and being in the gym every day keeps me healthy. So like, yeah. it's, it's a healthy obsession. I agree with you that it's a healthy obsession. I will say though, that along those same lines, that would be the con, you know, I think that, I mean, for most of us who are in this community, I mean, and for anybody who's probably making the time to listen to a podcast like this one, we're, we're in it pretty deep. Right. And we are in mm-hmm. speaking for myself. I don't think a day goes by that I'm not checking sales, browsing Titan Scratch and Dent to see if there's some weird piece in there I can put to use. And it's, it, it's, it does become this thing that I've become, or it has become this thing that I'm fixated on, always wanting to upgrade or add something new, which then leads to conversations with the wife and mm-hmm. when is enough going to be enough and things like that. Uh, now, of course, there's ways around that and having a budget and kind of keeping it all inside of that space. But I would say that that's a potential con. Uh, and then you have to move this stuff if and when you move, which I know about firsthand. And that's that's troublesome. So there you or go. Or you look at it like it's a really good workout for that particular day. Functional <laughs> fitness, yeah. bro. Yeah. It's all it can all be turned into a positive. All right, Tony Horton. <laughs> OK, so the next one now get into the real deep stuff, bro. Is there a tutorial for a leg holder for the wall mounted pulley? to do lat pull downs. So this is a good question. And it's one actually, since I've been messing around and posting a lot with the Bells of Steel wall mounted pulley tower and like doing DIY attachments, I've been getting this question a lot. Currently, there isn't anything. And with the with the messing around that I've done, an issue is the potential height. Like I'm a short dude. And when I put a seat on the tower, it was like kind of a limited range of motion for, for sure. me. So people yep. with longer limbs are gonna have a hard time. So like, I'm trying to wrap my head around like, would you be able to sit on the ground and somehow have your legs Uh, have something holding your legs. If you're sitting on the ground, it becomes a little more challenging. So not to say it's not possible, but like that's where I've gotten so far in that thought process. I have heard that there's somebody working on a solution to this uh, already in flight, but I think that the same problem will still exist where range of motion is a problem. I mean, it's a problem Mm -hmm. for me. I've got a 90 inch rack. If you see uh, like the post that I posted with like the lever arm, I'm sitting Mm -hmm. on a couple of blocks because mm-hmm. my my bench puts me too high and completely re- like I you know I can't actually extend my my elbows all of the way. So that's my solution is I can get just low enough to where mm-hmm. you know my hips aren't in some weird position and it allows me to get a full range of motion with the right attachment. Some attachments don't it completely right. kills it. So that's that's a tough problem to solve yeah. that somebody yeah. should probably get on. I'll think about it. If I can figure it out, I'll post about it. And if not, you'll never hear about it again yeah. from me. Anyway. I mean, you can okay. you could throw like a bag of rice in your lap or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen someone use like a seatbelt and like oh, belt themselves yeah. into place. So, I mean, thinking outside the box, there are some options, but yeah, nothing, nothing right now that, you know, is widely going to be able to be used. Okay. How do you make a DIY hundred pound sandbag that won't break? Okay. So sandbags are pretty inexpensive. (laughs) I I don't know what to say. Why would you want to do it? I mean, you you can get a yes for all on Amazon. I think for $20 that will go, what does mine go? Mine goes 25 to 75. I think mine was like $25. So maybe the step up is 30 or 35, but 
something to keep in mind when I do these polls. Yeah. My follower demographic is only 40% in the U.S. Oh, so interesting. So I, I get a lot of questions where I'm like, that's a dumb question. Just get it on Amazon. Yeah. And they're like, uh, you know, this is not Amazon doesn't have that product in my country. Yeah. So like that's that's a reason why I think that, hmm. you know, DIY projects resonate so well with mm -hmm. people outside of the U.S. is because mm -hmm. they don't have access to all the stuff we do. So, I mean, I don't have an answer to this. I've never made a, a sandbag in general, let alone a hundred pound sandbag. So your guess is as good as mine, bro. I don't know. The guy doesn't give his location. I'm mm -hmm. just assuming that, um, you know, maybe if that's the question, I mean, bro, if you're in the U.S., look at Amazon, you can yeah. find a hundred pound bag, sandbag. If you're not in the U.S., we'll circle back around yeah. if we get any ideas. Thanks for the question. Uh, this question is, every day I think, how do I do a strong and comfortable hip thrust machine 300 plus kilograms with a bar. That's a lot of weight, bro. That is a lot of weight to be hip thrusting. I have an answer for him. It, but so this is this is this has been my solution. I don't do a ton of hip thrusts, but I have had them programmed before. And mm -hmm. this was something that I picked up from another Instagram user that I just that was just like a suggested reel. And it was a girl and she used a multi grip bar. Uh, mm -hmm. and put that low on her on J cups against the rack mm -hmm. and it it pivots and she used a pad so she just took a one of those thick foam pads and just kind of placed it over mm -hmm. there and this girl's mm -hmm. strong and she was doing some some pretty gnarly hip thrust and I've done it with my elite FTS camber bar which kind of gives mm -hmm. me like a nice little pocket to to put my back in and I do it very very comfortably without a pad um, okay. So if you can get your hands on a multi-grip bar, I'd give that a shot. Any new DIYs on the radar, stuff you want to make? Yep. I want to make that uh, DIY seal row with an actual pad on it this time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've got a couple of ideas on how to add some additional functionality to that seal row so that it's more than just a seal row and not just, Whoa. you know, the people who talk about it being a desk or, you know, like where it's still flat, but I've got some ideas on how we could potentially use it for more than just a seal row. So right. I've got everything. Uh, I just need to make the time to build it and it's going to be using two by 12s and man, two by 12s. Okay, one of my least favorite things to do is to select my lumber at Home Depot, especially when mm -hmm. it's a two by 12 and trying to sort through that stack to find one that's not already warping or right. that doesn't have a thousand knots and is splitting on the yeah. ends already. Uh, yeah. So that's something that I want to build. What about you? Um, yeah, so I'm working on this pulley box thing mm -hmm. and um i've i've always got like a lot of things that are sort of sitting on the back burner one thing that i've been working on lately is a glute ham roller they're pretty basic like okay. i was able to throw the one i have right now i was able to throw it together in 10 20 minutes mm. but just like you in the seal row like I think that it has a lot of potential to do a lot more than just roll on the ground and, and be used as what it is currently used for. So yeah. I'm exploring that. I made the little foot plate pad for the, uh, or not pad, but I made the little foot plate for the wall mounted pulley tower. Yeah, I like that and one. I'm I'm working on it, perfecting it. It needs some design modifications, but uh, that's that's been a fun one, and I'm using that for a lot of uh, a lot of various things. Mm -hmm. I made a DIY 
I can't tell you what it is, but it's a product that uh, Jake and I are pitching to Abmat, and it uh, looks like Abmat's interested in making it. Cool so stuff. Lips are sealed about that one. Job, bro. Uh, Sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I think that's about it for now. Okay. Um, that's on my radar, but I want to weld. If I could weld, then my my to-do list of builds, just, you know, like 50 plus things that I'd want to make. Same, same. Yeah. I'll get there. I just need a shop. Yeah. I'm gonna buy some yeah. land, go full hippie right. homestead. Yeah. <laughs> well, the whole thing is like, so I want to learn how to weld, yeah. but I don't want to like pass up an opportunity to make good content so i'm like if i learn how to weld i gotta document the process and make videos of the whole thing so i can like if i can learn how to weld you can all these too. people who yeah. follow me yeah they can they can too and and so i have to set aside like six months for it so okay. that's one of my reasons why i haven't started yet okay next question biggest mistake while making something for the home gym Posting it to Instagram and getting ridiculed on Garage Gym Experiment. <laughs> um, oh. uh, so one of the simple things, I don't know why I do this to myself, but if I'm doing angled cuts with my miter saw, I'll just get going too fast and and just cut it at the wrong angle. You know, like you know, mm -hmm. you're angling on both sides, and I won't pay attention, and then you'll have two angles going the same way, and you needed them right, both going yeah. that way. That's something yeah. I've done way too many times and I'm, I'd want to, to count or, or admit to. I don't know if I've made any like really big mistakes. I think for me, I'm still, I'm still learning. So I think every, every mistake has kind of been a learning experience. Um, mm -hmm. I think, uh, what else? When I, when I was trying to make the, the DIY dumbbell spotters, I mm -hmm. think I bought six different types of ladder hooks to figure yeah. out which one would work right. And the project just took me so long that the 30 day Amazon return window closed oh, no. on me. So yep. if anybody needs some ladder hooks, hit me up. You know, <laughs> I've got a lot you, of them. <laughs> I do, I use them for a lot of stuff do actually. Um, for my them, French sure. cleat wall, for oh. these French cleat stuff, yeah. I, I mount them to a piece of wood uh -huh. and then you can put anything on them. I, I hold uh, my spotter arms for this rack and that rack. Oh, nice. On, on uh, those, those hooks. So I feel like this question is asking, like, have you ever done something that got you hurt or uh. like, you know, something fell apart? And like, fortunately for me, no, that hasn't happened. Sound like it, it hasn't happened for you either. But like, I've had costly mistakes, sort of like yours, like not returning in time. Uh -huh. When I was building my outdoor power rack, the cedar beams that I was using, they cost 40 bucks a piece. Right. And I, I cut one too short. And it was like, God, oh, man, there's 40. That was a $40 mistake right there. Yeah. And and not only a $40 mistake, but then the time that I have to like go and drive back to the lumber yard and, you know, buy everything and drive back it like that sucked. But I always try to repurpose like I save mm -hmm. all my scraps and I save. try to repurpose them. So yeah. it's not like a total waste, but it was also um, expensive. But I am really, really sloppy with my measurements and mm -hmm. my cuts. And I'm more concerned with like, I don't have a lot of time and I have a lot of stuff I need to do. Yeah. So I don't have time to like measure twice and cut once. <laughs> I cut like, I cut five times sometimes like to get it right. 
So, I mean, I, I waste a lot of time getting things wrong yeah. and I waste a lot of materials that way too. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's like a consistent mistake. Yeah. You've got me thinking about a few more. We could, we could, we could devote an entire podcast to sketchy Probably, stuff that yeah. I've done with my miter saw or with my Joe press that I would never post that I did. Yeah. <laughs> you right. Know, that kind of stuff yeah. for sure. Yeah. 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 Anyway, great question. Leg curls on a reverse hyper. So I feel like it would be hard to get the body positioned yeah. correctly in order to do leg curls. Cause the, the, the lever arm on a reverse hyper is a lot longer than like the length of your knee to your ankle. Mm -hmm. And so, and maybe it is possible if I had a reverse hyper, I could I could really test it out, but I don't, I don't think so, man. I don't know. Maybe if you had like another set of pads that was like higher on the arm or something mm -hmm. so that it wasn't, you know, you didn't have to, I don't know. That's, I don't have a reverse hyper. Um, I've never used a reverse hyper. I would love to have a dedicated leg curl, uh, slash leg extension machine, but I need a bigger space for that. Sorry, yeah. buddy. Can't help you out there. How long has Mike been growing his luscious locks? Who asked that question? That's uh, Eric Johnson, bro. Oh, my curly haired brother. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my last haircut was in November of 2019. So pre-pandemic. Wow. Uh, I knew I was going to grow it out. So uh -huh. that was like, I tell, told the, the barber that I'm going to grow it out. So he kind of gave me like a grow out cut. Like he... Nice. He was like a pro and he's like, okay, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna put it shorter here so that the, the, the top kind of matches it as it's growing out. And, and uh -huh. that was pre pandemic. And I mean, the pandemic made it much more acceptable to go through all of those terrible yes. phases that you go through mm -hmm. with growing out long hair, which I know you right. former rocker had long hair yeah. at some points in your life. Yeah. I'd never had like luscious thick hair though mine's always like thin and wiry so like i'm just like a it rocker didn't, it yeah didn't, it didn't look good <laughs> yeah. on me man yeah. wait okay um, so I have, I have a question for you real quick did you do yeah. the guitar riff that's the d d even lift bro intro song no i actually hit up one of my band members to do the music for the podcast mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, as any reasonable musician, he wanted to get paid. And I was like, I totally respect that, but I don't have money. Yeah. So uh, I'll just get something for free off of the YouTube music library. OK, why does Mike squat? I think when it started, I squatted because that's what everybody was telling me I should be doing. It was kind of mm -hmm. the 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 beginning of the first popular powerlifting stage back in 2013, 2014. I think mm -hmm. the people who I respected and admired the most were all squatting. You know, Basement Brandon mm -hmm. was one of them, and like uh, Mark Bell was another one. And and listening to the old Powercast, which was Mark Bell's podcast, the, the, they were all powerlifters and they were all squatting. And so at that time, I did it just because you know I didn't know enough about fitness or, or exercise or movements to question them. It was just, you got to squat, you got to squat, you got to squat. And mm -hmm. my dad asked me this question all the time because he's got severe back and neck problems. And he thinks that, you know, I'm going to damage my spine and, you know, do mm -hmm. irreparable damage to my body. But man, it, I don't know. There's just something about getting under that bar, what, you know, and, and heavy is relative. Uh, right. And, and, and for me, the squat is probably the scariest lift, especially when you start to get heavy, you know, it's, mm -hmm. It's just one of those things. It's like this personal battle. Lane Norton said one time, Lane Norton is, you know, a world renowned powerlifter. He's squatted, I think, well over 600 pounds. And in, in, in one time he said, it doesn't matter how strong you are, 400 pounds on your back still feels like 400 pounds on your back. 
you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and I can completely agree with that. Uh, it's I don't know. There's just something about the challenge, the stress, the 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 success of it. That's it for yeah. me. What do you, why do you squat, Kyle? Because I have a Mars bar, bro. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> it's so great it with Mars awesome. bar. Yeah. I don't have any issues with squatting. I came into the world of home gymming just sort of like bright eyed and bushy tailed and mm. read you know, all, all of the information that I could find at the time. And it was all about, you know, like the three main lifts and, you know, get strong on these compound exercises and do your accessories. And so that's what I've always done. And I, I have no reason not to, I mean, it's, it's fun and it's good and I I'm progressing. So why not? Yeah. I think you, you, you touched on it. I mean, for home gym life, if you want to hit legs, you kind of got to squat, you know, I mean, yeah. at least for a practical setup. Right. I mean, right. You know, if you don't have something where you've got a dedicated machine to hit your legs and, and, and that type of thing. And it's such a full body movement. You know, the uh, what's the, like the investment is well worth the benefits that yeah. you get from that right. one movement. Uh, where did your kettlebell? No. Where did your rack kettlebell storage shelf go in your latest workout reel? Is it coming back? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, maybe I can kind of tie this into, uh, what was the other question? Like, uh, biggest mistake while making something for the gym. Uh-huh, so yeah. it is coming back. It is coming back. When I built it for bumper plate storage and kettlebell storage, I didn't really think through the lever arm piece of it, that that kind of, I knew it was something I wanted to do, but I hadn't quite figured out how I was going to do it. And so I repurposed an old build to build that, that storage shelf that had mm-hmm. way too many knots, way more holes than I needed in it to post to the rack. And then just that mm-hmm. stress of putting 200, 300 pounds on the lever arm, just to test the yeah. lever arm, split. Right. I mean, the whole thing just uh, cracked down the sides. But don't be discouraged. That was, you know, that was because I didn't think it through. And, you know, the lever arm isn't a necessary thing. So that's, that is one of the things that I need to rebuild the supports on. I've already got the lumber, so I've got to do that. So yeah, it's coming back. Missed that thing. Sweet. It's looking pretty bare back here. <laughs> yeah. All right. What are your 2023 training goals, Mike? Visible abs, look good naked. Yeah, that's kind of it. You know, I'm not chasing strength as much anymore. I, you know, I herniate. I think, you know, to be able to lift heavy relative for me and avoid injury is, is always a goal of mine. So mm-hmm. I've really dialed it back. Uh, I herniated a disc back in 2021 or 2022. I can't remember now. Uh, but that injury still provides some, some discomfort for me, especially mm-hmm. if I'm not doing the, the things I should be doing, the McGill Big Three and, uh, and things like that. So just staying, staying healthy and, and training daily or, you know, consistently and getting yeah. a little, getting lean. You know, I want to get a little bit leaner. Like I want to, I want to look good. We're in Phoenix now. And I think I talked about this on the last podcast. There's going to be a lot of yeah, pools yeah. in my future. <laughs> right. And I don't, yeah. I look at other dads and I'm like, come on, dude, you can do better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. What about you? What are your training goals, Kyle? I know you, you were working with a trainer last time we talked. Yeah, Is that still I going? am. Yeah. So I'm going to try to hit a thousand pounds between my three lifts, man. That's, nice. Yeah. That's my goal. That's what I'm going to try right now. We are working on my bench and the last time I tested, 
my bench went from 205 to 220, which is pretty, like that was a pretty short amount of time. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, this is crazy. So um, we're doing, we're, yeah, thank you. Uh, he says he's going to get me up to 240 within the next, like, that's going to be the next jump. Yeah. Which seems crazy to me. But um, I mean, he's gotten me to where I am so far. So after we get there, then we're going to, because right now we're pretty much just just improving my bench okay and then after we get there then we're gonna split off and start working everything more evenly so and then the goal would be by the end of the year i want to try to hit a thousand let's go yeah i mean i feel like i'm i'm close like it's it's within reach at this sure. point yeah. so yeah and I've, I've never done anything like that before and i've also never worked with a trainer before and yeah. like seeing the difference between me training myself and somebody there pushing me it makes a big difference and having somebody hold me accountable like there are days that i just don't feel like working out but i have to send him a video otherwise he knows i didn't work out right. so i just like get up and do it and then he'll set like a goal he'll be like you know, I want you to hit this, you know, 190. I want you to hit it at least four times. But if you do three, that's okay. And I'd be like, no, I'm going to get four, man. Like, chasing five. I'm not going to do yeah. three. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's always, it's always pushing me to just like get that one more rep. Yeah. And I think that's the reason why I've actually been able to progress where when it's by myself, I'm like, it's all right, dude. I don't have to. I don't have to hit that fifth rep, or I don't have to work out this morning. I just don't feel like it. So it's having some accountability a, it's makes a, game a big changer. difference. It is. Yeah. It is. It is a real game changer. You know, it's training partners or having a coach. It's it's super important. I think that that's why I've been struggling to to restart the the diet, and nutrition, and macro counting piece mm -hmm. of all of it. You know, I've I, I'm not working with a coach at the moment. And I was, and, uh, you know, I missed that accountability of that weekly check-in and, you know, your, mm -hmm. your pictures that you have to submit. Um, right. so yeah, accountability really is a game changer. I mean, that was how I lost a hundred pounds was, uh, doing like weight loss challenges through, through work. And, yeah. uh, we would, we buddied up. So there was me and another guy and it was like, whoever, whatever team of two lost the, the best, the, the largest percentage was the winner. Mm -hmm. And there was like $600 on the line. And he mm -hmm. was holding me accountable because we both had to, you know, put in the work and mm -hmm. he lost like 140 pounds and I lost like a hundred. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Accountability is, is the magic. When people ask like, Hey, how'd you do it? Accountability. That's the magic mm -hmm. pill right there. Yeah. Wild. Well, that's it. Oh no, there's one, one more. more question. All right. Final question, mm -hmm. Mike. Dream piece of equipment if money and space were non-factors. Do you have an answer? No. You've had uh, some nice equipment in your space. <laughs> right. Yeah. I know. I feel like a spoiled brat because I literally have everything I've ever needed or wanted. I mean, I have more than I even need. What I really like about having a six post rack mm -hmm. is just having extra uprights. So if I could have some sort of like eight post, 10 posts, like I don't think that I would ever run out of the need for posts. And like we were talking about the pulley glider box, yeah, yeah. like just having a dedicated post for that would be nice. That way you don't have to remove your jig cups or your attachments or anything. Yep. Like it's just, it's just there, it's still attached to your rack. So I don't have anything in my mind mm -hmm. But I mean, if money and all that stuff wasn't wasn't a factor, then give me Sorenex everything. Oh, I'll just... Such a narrow inside space. Uh, it's too narrow. What? <laughs> it's too narrow. Uh, 
Okay. Okay. So I kind of know my answer and I, I wanted to make sure that it was the answer, but if money and space weren't an option or weren't, weren't a factor, I would want one of those like commercial gym, like they call them like jungle gyms or, you know, different manufacturers call them different things, but like where mm-hmm. they have, has the whole cable fly set up, you know, oh, so yeah, dedicated yeah. cable yeah. fly, but then it also has just like on the, on the outside of it, it has a dedicated, uh, uh, pull down yeah. section. Yeah, yeah. And then it has a dedicated low row section. And then on the sides, yeah. it usually has like dedicated tricep stuff or, you yeah. know, when you can move it. So one of those huge pieces that probably is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, 18 feet long by you know right. 10 feet deep. That would be yeah. like when I, I will one day have like a shop, you know, like McAllister style, you know, something like that. That's, I want a big dedicated piece like that with all the pulley mm-hmm. works and dedicated yeah. stations where I have this, like this, 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 you know, I'm an old man now I'm in my forties, but like, I, I want to have a gym where like young people, maybe my daughter's friends can come and train and, 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 mm-hmm. and get introduced to lifting at a really young age. I didn't find it until I was you know, just before 30. And so I do, mm-hmm. want, I want to have a space where people can come and, uh, for free and lift and, and have a good time. And, um, so that's, that's my dream piece. Yeah. You know, those pieces are really expensive, but mm-hmm. during the couple of years that I was flipping, I saw at least one or two of those on the used marketplace. And because they're so massive, right. like on the used marketplace, they're not that expensive because people just can't get rid of them. Right. People don't have room for them. Right. So like, yeah, it's not outside the realm of possibility for sure. Well, that's it, dude. Thanks for hopping on and uh, chatting, Mike. I always appreciate talking to you. Yeah, man. Same. Anytime. Love being on these podcasts. Always honored to receive an invitation. So thank you very much. 